Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everyone, and welcome to State of State. This podcast is presented by BetOnline.ag, your number one source for all your sports info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Final. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. We have you covered for all your sports wagering needs, whether it's the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options plus your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action be sure to use our promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit state of state is presented by bet online where the game starts Also, State of State is a proud supporter of Blue White Outfitters. Blue White Outfitters was created as a retail shop meant to highlight the confidence, competitiveness, and fearlessness of the elite athletes found throughout the history of Penn State University. All sales from Blue White Outfitters directly benefit Penn State student-athletes. Visit www.bluewhiteoutfitters.com today. Penn State fans, this year the Nittany Lions are celebrating 20 years of tackling rare diseases at their annual Lift for Life on Thursday, June 22nd. This event will include a skills competition, a fitness challenge, and an opportunity for fans and the community to be involved. In-person attendance is free and open to the public. Join Penn State's football team at the Lash Football Building or make a $20 donation today to celebrate this monumental milestone. Head to pledgeit.org slash P-S-U-F-B-L-I-F-T 23. That's pledgeit.org slash P-S-U-F-B-L-I-F-T 23. And fittingly, we have former Penn State wide receiver and the uplifting athletes general manager of the Penn State chapter, Brett Brackett, here on the show to talk all about this year's Lift for Life. Brett, thank you so much for joining us. It's good to talk to you again. Obviously, this is a very important event. It's very near and dear to the hearts of Penn State football players, uh, past and present fans as well. This is an extra special year because this is the 20th anniversary of Lift for Life for the Penn State football program. Uh, What for you has made this such a special endeavor being a part of uplifting athletes? Well, first, thanks so much for having me. It's exciting to talk with you guys today and uh, especially talk a little bit about Lift for Life, which has been going on now for 20 years um, at Penn State. And I think that's what makes it so special. You know, when I you know, got to Penn State in the summer of 2006. This was something that had already happened for a few years. It was just kind of starting off, you know, in 2003 when Scott Shirley's dad was diagnosed with kidney cancer. The team really rallied behind him, and they tried to figure out what they could do. And they knew that they needed to raise some money and, and raise some awareness, and they figured um, this was one way to do it. So they started to live for life. They raised $10,000 and funded some research and felt really good about what they were able to accomplish. And then over the next couple of years, they realized – this was bigger than just uh, Penn State and Scott's family and something that could be, you know, taken to a national level. And now we're working with 30 different schools across the country and um, even working with professional athletes to try to elevate the rare disease cause and support the community the way we can. And it's just amazing to see how really this, this grassroots personal experience at Penn State 
um, can, can really expand and grow and help nationally. We've, we've now funded in the last five years, almost a million dollars worth of research grants to 44 different researchers. And um, those things are uh, an investment in the future, but it's, it's a tremendous impact that we can have. It, it all started, you know, in Kaluba Hall, in conversations in the apartments, in um, these personal things that it's, it's amazing to see what, what the community of Penn State can do. You know, you see what Don does, you see what uplifting athletes have been able to accomplish. Um, it's incredible. I'm grateful to be a part of it. And year in and year out, it's just passed on to um, these incredible guys that, that take, off, take up the cause and really believe in uh, finding a way to support the community that needs it. It's, it's amazing to see how that just has continued for 20 years. It's, it's amazing. Some of the best things Penn State football does rarely occur on a football field. That's the, that's the awesome thing about Lift for Life, in my opinion. Uh, what was your first Lift for Life like, Brett, once upon a time? Brutal. Uh, I could, it was in, in Haluba Hall. I remember the giant fans going because it was just a hot, like dreary summer day. Um, and you don't get many of those in State College. State College summers are awesome. Uh, but it's just the heat of the summer and uh, it was like, I think 11 events, every event was work to failure. So you'd get on like leg press and how many reps you could get was, you know, what got you points. It was this big competition. We broke, broke up into teams of four. Um, and as a, as a freshman, you come in and, you know, you think you work out in high school, you think you know what you're ready for. And then that really, we, we had just kind of arrived on campus three weeks prior to that. So we hadn't really been acclimated to uh, the college workout routine. So it was brutal. You know, it, it was, it was, it was a very, very tough, strenuous workout. Um, and I know it's not the same, uh, today, you know, it's, it's evolved. We kind of adapt with however the strength coaches program is to try to make sure we're fitting in and making it easy for these guys to use the platform to make a difference. And, um, that one goes down in history as, as one of the toughest workouts I've ever been through. Justin, you guys were teammates for two seasons. Uh, you obviously also took part in Lift for Life. Uh, and again, not shining it in a negative light, but it used to be a grueling workout. And it's not to say that what goes down on June 22nd uh, this year is not going to be difficult for the guys involved. But when you and I spoke to Johnny Dixon recently here on the show, uh, it sounds like it's kind of for the players currently. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then once you get in the trenches, that's when the competitive juices get turned up. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that that, is, that does sound about right. I mean, a lot of guys going into it, you know, the upperclassmen, like when Brett was talking about, you know, you're coming in and guys are like, yo, you better be ready for it. You're kind of getting hyped up. Like, it's not a normal workout. And, you know, they say work to failure. When you get in there, the strength coaches are treating it like a real lift. Like, it's like work to failure. It was like 78, 79, 80. You know what I mean? Now there's people watching. And it's like, so that's the intensity that creeps up. And then, like, again, not working to failure is a different beast because that's when you start seeing guys throwing up and getting wobbly. But we always knew that the, the, the purpose and why we were doing it was for a greater cause, and that was always the motivating factor and the why to push through all the pain. Because <laughs> it was always on a Friday, right, into the summer. So we, it was like getting over that hump around 12 or 1 o'clock on Friday and then or Saturday, and then we're out, you know, having, enjoying those summer state colleges, yeah, state, summer great, state college days. Have a great weekend with your legs just dead. Yeah, enjoy that's yourself. They, that's exact. That's the best way. So guys can relax and chill by the pool or something. <laughs> Brett, uh, from your experience, how does the coaching staff approach this? Is there any aspect of this where it's like, hey, we're evaluating, but more so it's like, hey, we're just trying to make sure everybody's safe? What I think is cool about it, and 
makes it unique at Penn State is, is the version of our liquor life at Penn State is, is open to the public. Um, so there have been times where literally thousands of people have come out to live for life. And it's a really cool way for fans to see the players um, outside of their helmet and shoulder pads, um, but still competing. Um, and it's kind of a glimpse into like, oh, okay, we, we saw this guy in spring ball and um, he's been working hard, you know, since the last six to eight weeks. You can see he's been, you know, trying to put on muscle or lighten up a little bit to be quick on the feet, whatever, whatever they're trying to do to try to improve themselves in the field to get ready for the fall. Uh, but since so many people attend public events like that, like it's, it's at Penn State, you know that the support is, is heavy. I mean, the, the community is so big and behind the football program and what the athletic department is doing. Um, so it's that first opportunity with the lights on, right? So like, you know, it's the lights are on, you're performing, uh, you're in front of your teammates. It's, it's not like, you know, when you lift during the year, sometimes back when we were in, in college, you know, we had lift times, right? So there was only like three or four groups at a time in our in our workout in that hour. Um, you know, now I think they do more like offense and defense. They have that huge, beautiful weight room where they can do more at launch, which is great. But you know, we weren't really with the team as much um, those years. So that was that, hey, everybody's together. Everybody's watching. You're seeing, oh, hey, Jay King's been working hard. Look at him crushing the leg press. Or, you know, you got guys crushing the sled pushes and things like that. Um, so you see that those guys you're going to go to battle with during the season and the work they're putting in. And um, it's fun because the lights are on. So, you know, that elevates it a little bit. That's a tremendous point that Brett made is that we used to go through lists by ourselves. So we were like one on like when we went through, it was like one on one with the strength coach. So even the whole dynamic, it was like our first time for everybody lifting together and kind of competing. So you do push yourself above and beyond, right? Iron sharpens iron. So I think that's it was, you know, it's a good good practice right there. <laughs> Justin, from that perspective, was there a particular position group that just dominated the event you know consistently and you're from your memory and then other position groups where you're like man what are the punters doing like this is listen, ridiculous listen i like i'll be honest about a lot i'll be honest man any any position group that has sean lee and paul was lesney kind of going <laughs> <Yeah>. after it <laughs> like from a, a workout standpoint i would put my money on them right i, mean, we were, I was a db so we were trying i was trying to survive the workout and <laughs> like still be able to run on saturday those guys were like machines so like i remember them, Tim Shaw, like that linebacker group, obviously linebacker you, they had a different, they had a different approach to it because they already worked out together in groups. They had a lot of different separate things that they did together, but I will put my money on those guys. <laughs> Brett, going into this year's event, uh, what has been different about the preparation considering it's the 20th anniversary? You know, it's, it's uh, pretty cool that the 20th anniversary is coming up and it's, What's different about it is actually the Lift for Life had typically taken place around Arts Fest weekend. Um, and, and this year it jumped up a little earlier. We had the opportunity to um, incorporate it in the Letterman's weekend. So um, there'll be a bunch of guys back in town for Letterman's weekend that it's going to be awesome to, you know, not everybody over the, the time of uh, the last 20 years will be back, but like there'll be a lot of guys that probably participated in the Lift for Life that, um, having that and the history behind it. And again, that camaraderie we talked about, yeah, that was a big time for us in the summer to get close as a team and work out. So I think it'll bring back a lot of great memories. And um, it's, I think the unique part about this year of being able to bring that group together um, for the 20th anniversary of the Lift for Life and um, just kind of see guys you haven't seen in a while. And, and those guys that, you know, Jay King lives in Pittsburgh now. I'm on the other side of the state. We don't get to see each other very much, but those type of opportunities and events bring guys back together. You can kind of reminisce about your time in college and catch up on what life is like now. And 
um, knowing that, you know, that 20th anniversary lit for life for a great cause is also an opportunity to bring those guys back is, is pretty special. Now, as I mentioned, you guys overlapped for a few seasons at Penn State. So I got to ask, was there a Justin King versus Brett Brackett circumstance at practice at any point and who won? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I played, I mean, played against all the receivers. I, me and Brett went against each other. Brett was, Brett was sweet. Brett was one of the bigger receivers yeah. before the time. Like it was before like all the H back. So Brett was like the big receiver that could run right back in the day. So even coming on campus, we were like, oh, is he a tight end? What is he? He's like, goes with the receivers. It's like, Next thing you know, Brett's running past DBs. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily me, but DBs out there, right? <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Are you a fan of rivalries? Are you a fan of smack talk? Do you like to stand out from the crowd at tailgates? If so, check out Smack Apparel and see what their team has geared up for football season. Their Let There Be White tee is the perfect gear for all those famous whiteout games at Beaver Stadium. Or get straight to the point with the worst tee for all the Ohio State haters out there. Smack Apparel has the must-have tees for all your teams, including pro and college football, plus basketball, baseball, every fan is covered. Head over to smackapparel.com and use the promo code STATE10, that's S-T-A-T-E-1-0, at checkout for 10% off. Again, that's smackapparel.com, promo code STATE10, at checkout. Why we're boring when you can wear smack. Are you looking for undeniably good hair and beard care? Then Maestro's Classic is perfect for you. Maestro's has beard washes, beard oils, beard butters, plus hair gels and pomades. It's one brand for every man. Visit maestrosclassic.com. That's M-A-E-S-T-R-O-S classic.com and use our promo code STATE20. That's S-T-A-T-E-2-0 at checkout for 20% off your order. Maestro's Classic, crafting a better you. <laughs> no, Brett was always good, man. Those big receivers, especially on the blocking types things, you know, you bring it out and then you had to cover them and play honest. So, I mean, Brett was always a, a hard cover. <laughs> well, and Brett, you wound up being a tweener at Penn State, a bit of a tweener in the National Football League as well. Uh, and then going up against a guy like Justin, Brett, you know, played wide receiver, initially came to Penn State as a wide receiver and made the full-time transition to cornerback. So what was it like going up against Jay King? I'll tell you what, I mean, we were talking a little bit about this before we started about, you know, when I was in high school, my senior year, it was Justin and Derek and that class of guys that really made a splash at Penn State after a few down years. And um, I can vividly remember the number seven version of Justin King taking end arounds and, and speed sprints across and just, I'm like, man, this dude is just, not, like, I couldn't believe, like, why are they not tackling him? And I show up on campus, I'm like, oh, I see, he just runs by everybody, like, you can't catch this kid. So it was like pretty phenomenal for me to be able to translate that and see on the field, like start to figure out how I fit in because I transferred from a quarterback to wide receiver when I got on campus. So like I was learning a new position. Um, I was on scout team my freshman year. And so you got just as a starting corner um, and I'm given a look um, on scout team as, as a freshman. So I'm learning a ton. I'm figuring out like how to just how to fit in, how to figure out like what running routes against someone at Justin's caliber was like and, um, it was a tremendous opportunity for me. You know, Justin talked about the Pauls, Leslie, the Shaws, the, you know, Sean Lees. I mean, for me to be able to kind of hone in my craft against guys that all played in the NFL that were high level college football players. I mean, I think Paul just got nominated for the College Football Hall of Fame, you know. So, like, being able to practice day in and day out against guys like Justin and Paul and Sean, like, it's just 
that's how I got better. That's how I knew how to elevate my game, even though I had never played wide receiver before. You throw me in the mix and you figure out, you know, I got to sneak by Justin once or twice and he was sitting in cover too. But if we were running toe to toe, there was no chance, you know, but throw the ball up, maybe my body can help box him out a little bit and, and complete a pass. Otherwise, you know, I'm dead in the water against a guy like him. I think it's fascinating how you guys both had different skill sets coming to Penn State and just got to apply them. As you mentioned, you being in a quarterback uh, in high school just gave you a different perspective on the offense. Uh, as you were, you know, continuing through your time at Penn State, Brett, and then you went to the National Football League, at what point did you officially become a part of uplifting athletes and take up the role that you have now? So the role I have now um, really came to fruition because of when I volunteered in college. You know, I, I was a chapter president for three years in college, and that is about the time where Scott, who was the founder, um, he was starting to branch out to different schools and start to build what uplifting athletes is today. Um, and so I got close to him during that time because we had a lot of conversations about what we were doing at Penn State, how that could translate to other schools he wanted to start working with. And um, so I just stayed in touch with him throughout the years where I was trying to make it in the NFL and got involved in a couple of events here and there. And then it was about the time where I, I had just been recovering from an injury and I was trying to get signed and it really wasn't going that well. And I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And there was a couple of different opportunities, but I felt really good about talking with Scott and what he was trying to do with um, uplifting athletes. He was, he had just started a for-profit company and was looking for some young leadership for the nonprofit. Um, and I was familiar with it. You know, when you're transitioning out of football, that's all you had know. That's all I had known for so many years. And, you, and I kind of just leaned towards something I was comfortable with. That was a really great balance for me between two things I was extremely passionate about um, the platform of sport and helping other people. So it was just really cool that I could marry those things together. Something I was familiar with. I honestly thought I was going to try to, you know, get a start in the professional world and move on to something else, but it just became something I'm extremely passionate about and realized how much we can do to help others through uplifting athletes. And so it was about 2016 in the fall when I was trying to get signed. Um, I started kind of sitting on meetings with what uplifting athletes was doing. And then in that season, I didn't get signed. I was like, all right, probably about my time. And then that spring, it was March of 2017, I was hired to run the chapters um, across the country at uplifting athletes. And then, quickly um, was given the opportunity to become the general manager in 2018. So um, very fortunate that um, Scott believed in me um, and saw that there was a big opportunity for uplifting athletes with some, with some young leadership to take over and try to get to the next level. And that's what we've been trying to do. Justin, we talk so much uh, about NIL name, image, and likeness and how it's just changed everything in college athletics and especially college football. But it, it does seem that consistently – Penn State seems light years ahead in regards to events like Live for Life, in regards to their contributions to Thon. And I think it often gets misunderstood in the pay for play model. You know, you and I have talked about uh, guys getting flashy apartments, flashy cars, not necessarily at Penn State. I'm talking about at other schools, but this is one of those things that if you're part of the Penn State football program, do you package this type of support for the community and support for something greater than yourself in that conversation of NIL with a young potential student athlete? Absolutely. I think because when you're talking about going to college, whether to play football or just to mature, you're talking about a transform transformative experience, right? Or that grand transformation. And that's literally what we got. We went to Penn State on, like going through, we're going to come in as boys, leave as men. And that's 
these are the type of events that you get those experiences, right? Whether, whether understanding where you're dealing with kids, you're raising money um, for Thon, you're doing Lift for Life, you're doing all these different things. And it gives you exposure in those nurturing moments or those maturing years, especially as a big time college football player. So we talk about a 30, 40 year decision. These are the type of events that have that 30, 40 year impact on a student athlete or on an individual in general. Uh, Brett, you were talking about it that, you know, in historically a few thousand people tend uh, to go to live for life year in and year out, which is spectacular. Uh, for those that don't know, you can check out in the description of this podcast some information about where you can donate and where you can learn more about the event. If you want to donate, uh, you can go to pledge it pledge it.org slash PSUFB lift 23. And for more information on the event, you can go to www.upliftingathletes.org slash chapter slash pen dash pen uh, pen state, excuse me, is what that winds up being. So you can find that all in the description of this podcast. Um, the event is free to the public, Brett, but is there a recommended amount for people attending the event physically to donate to this cause? Yeah, like you said, it's, it's free for people to come. We want them to come out, have a good time, enjoy the opportunity to watch the team and, and the efforts they're putting forth. Um, you could donate online ahead of time, or um, there's a suggested donation for $5 per child or $10 per adult. Um, and you know, the Penn State community has been so generous over the years that um, there's no question that that support is, um, you know, we're, we're grateful for it. And it's um, put towards a great cause in terms of you know, funding the research that we're funding, putting together up with the experiences for um, families that are being impacted by rare diseases. And then this leadership development program that you had talked about with um, what is what we're doing across the country with college athletes and, and showing them the platform they have to make a difference and then helping them use that to help people with rare diseases. And Brett, uh, obviously we're looking forward to Lift for Life, but before we let you go, we got to get your feelings on how Penn State is looking for the 2023 season. It's something Justin and I talk about a lot. The expectations are very, very high. I know your focus is predominantly on this uh, business venture and obviously trying to make sure you guys raise as much money as possible and you pay attention to the team when you can. But what are your feelings uh, regarding Penn State in 2023? Hey, there's no doubt I, I believe blue and white. So uh, it's it's one of those things that I'm constantly trying to stay up as much as I can. Um, and I think what I'm most excited about is obviously I'm an offensive side of the ball kind of guy. Um, I like the young quarterback who's had an opportunity to learn under a guy like Sean Clifford who played a lot of football at Penn State. Um, so he had a year under his belt to kind of watch and learn from him. I'm really excited to see um, how he performs and how he gels with the team. Um, obviously I have uh, a vested interest in uh, the tight end group. You know, I played with uh, Ty Howell at Penn State and uh, I'm constantly looking for how he's coaching up, keeping the hands inside and, and getting guys to not just um, catch the pass and look pretty, but also take care of it in the trenches and, and help the run game. Um, and, and wide receiver wise, I think there's a big opportunity. You know, you got a, a young new quarterback. Let's see who's built up that camaraderie in the off season or maybe working together last year um, and, and see what this offense can do. I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, the offense coordinators really kind of think about it settled in. You know, he's, he's been here a couple of years now and um, really excited to see kind of all that stuff come together. And, you know, Coach Franklin and the staff has done such an incredible job bringing in um, some of these top recruits and, and these guys that buy into what the program is about. And I think that is probably one of the most important pieces of putting a team together is it's not just about bringing the best talent together, but it's, it's bringing the group together that can buy in and believe in the cause and believe in what the team is trying to accomplish. And, Every guy that I get the opportunity to talk with, they all 
are, are saying the same thing. They all understand the goal. They all understand the commitment. They all understand what they have to put into it. And that's what gets me excited as an alumni, as a, as a former player, that um, no matter the, the coaches, no matter who's there, that these guys are bought in. These guys believe in the tradition. These guys believe in what they need to put on the field for not just them, but for, um, for Penn State. And it's something that I'm excited to see. Outstanding. Uh, again, everybody, Thursday, June 22nd is the 20th annual Lift for Life event for Penn State football. All the information uh, about the event and where you can donate is available in the description of this podcast. Brett Brackett, thank you so much for joining us and uh, best of luck with everything on the 22nd, man. Thank you so much. Hope everybody can come out and, and enjoy the uh, Lift for Life on the Thursday, the 22nd. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you all so much for joining us. This episode and our entire library of shows is available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, let us know what you think of the show on Twitter, at TheKing1 and at Tom Hannafin. State of State is presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.